0: All in one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at Shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at Shopify.com forward slash practical. Shopify.com forward slash practical. Good morning, Prakavtan. I hope you're doing well. Today we're covering Meditation 27 from Book 5, which finally brings up the daemon by name for the first time on this podcast. Before we jump in, a thank you to a new patron, Rick Kennerly. Thank you for becoming a new patron, Rick. Much appreciated. If you're not already a patron, consider becoming one. You get rid of ads, gain access to additional content, and get the warm, fuzzy feeling that comes with helping a creator you enjoy become successful as a creator. Learn more at stoicismpod.com forward slash members. Before we get started, here come the ads. See you on the other side. As mentioned at the outset, we're going to talk about the daemon today, or Diamond. I say daemon, which is a concept I'll admit to being less concerned with than most of the rest of Stoicism. I rank the daemon up there with the nuances relating to God in the Stoic philosophy. It's not that these nuances or concepts aren't important or central to the philosophy, They're just the sort of things I find to be more interesting for individuals who are less like, for example, everyday Buddhists and more like monastery-dwelling Buddhist monks. This isn't a judgment, I want to make that clear, but there are two kinds of Stoic practitioners in my view. Ones who are interested in applying Stoicism practically, and that is the extent of their practice, and those who are looking to become something more like the most devout form of Stoic monk. For some people, Stoicism rises to the level of a religion or heavily spiritual practice anyway. And that's certainly how the ancient Stoics viewed it, to be fair. But this podcast isn't called The Stoic Monastery. It's called Practical Stoicism. So I'm going to try my best to derive some practical bits From the concept of the daemon. First, how about we read today's meditation? I almost forgot. Here it is. Live with the gods. And he does live with the gods who constantly shows to them his own soul is satisfied with that which is assigned to him, and that it does all that the daemon wishes, which Zeus hath given to every man for his guardian and guide, a portion of himself." And this is every man's understanding and reason. Okay, so the daemon is that guardian and guide. That guardian and guide is the daemon. So it's fair to think of the daemon as a few things, or in a few ways, I think. We can think of it as our conscience, as the voice inside our head, perhaps even as our soul— and certainly as a small piece of the wholeness of God, that's nature, the cosmos, that provides us with the instinctual understanding of good and bad. Humans are inclined to work towards the good when they listen to their daemon, because their daemon is a piece of God and always directs us towards the good if we listen to it. So when Marcus says, He lives with the gods who constantly shows to them his own soul is satisfied with that which is assigned to him and that it does all that the daemon wishes. He's saying something more complicated than you might believe at first pass. At first pass, it might seem like he's saying something similar to, listen to your heart, but that's too new age. That's too emotionally driven. Marcus doesn't want us to listen to our truth, to put it in contemporary terms, and allow the feelings of our heart to guide and drive our decisions. But at the same time, he kind of is saying that. And that's the nuance. So I will come back to this in a moment. At second pass, it might seem like he's also saying, be happy with your lot. If you're truly aligned with the gods you should be fine with beans, figs, rice, and water, and living in a pot. And if you want more than that, then you're out of alignment with God, you materialist, money-grubbing loser. But here, too, he's both not saying this and kind of saying it. Again, nuance. As is typical in Stoicism, there's what you can easily take from the text with no effort Then there's what you can take from it when you contort it to fit your desired narrative. And then there's what was probably intended for you to take from it by the author. And getting to what was probably intended is really hard to do because out of 100% of all the Stoic texts and teachings which ever existed in the ancient world, it's likely that we have fewer than 10% of them. It might even be less than 1% of them. We don't know how much we don't have but we know we certainly don't have all of it, and we don't have that much. So there's a holisticness of familiarity with a vast body of work that we don't have when we read these things. 90% of what we have is from Epictetus, Seneca, and Marcus. And these guys probably were not the preeminent Stoic thinkers of all time. They're just the ones who are now the preeminent sources on Stoic thought because we have their work, and we don't have much of anyone else's. And where we do have other texts, like from Cicero, or Plutarch, or Diogenes, Laertus, there's a gap of significant time, and frequently, some of the authors I've mentioned— are hostile towards Stoicism, and so we don't know that even they had a good concept of what Stoicism was in its totality. They may be, in some ways, presenting straw-man arguments or straw-man interpretations of Stoic theory and philosophy. This is why it's hard to get to the bottom of Stoicism sometimes. We're all just kind of guessing at the gaps. Now, to be fair, sometimes those guesses seem to be logically informed, and I'm not saying that academia is making silly, wild-ass guesses with no supporting evidence to justify them. In fact, they're less like guesses and more like hypotheses. But I am saying that it's very possible that a compendium of previously undiscovered Stoic texts could surface tomorrow, That would change almost everything we thought we knew about Stoicism. And in a world where that is the case, we've all got to be very careful and thoughtful about what we claim to be the case. That includes me as a podcaster, of course, but it also includes you as someone trying to figure it all out. You don't know much. I don't know much. In truth, no contemporary Stoic thinker, be they an amateur like us, formal academics like A.A. Long or Chris Gill, or somewhere in between, all of us are lacking a total understanding of Stoicism when compared to all that could be known. And it is really important, I feel, to keep an agnostic mind on this front. We know far too little to be dogmatic or fundamentalist about our views of Stoicism. Now, that's a bit of a long break from the topic of this episode, so let's get back to Following your heart, and how this both is and isn't what Marcus was getting at. In contemporary times, when someone says, follow your heart, or the heart knows what the heart wants, those people are suggesting that the feels are real, and we'd all be a lot better off if we acted on our feels. And technically, this is what Marcus is saying, but he's saying it differently. Marcus is saying that we need to shut our mouths and listen to our daemon, which is a far different thing than listening to our heart. Though Marcus very well could have thought of the daemon as being the metaphorical heart of a human being, the very thing that we are at our core. He could have, but that is not what we mean today when we say, listen to your heart. And that's an important distinction. We do need to silence our minds. We do need to introspect. We do need to listen to the heart of us. But if this were as easy as simply listening to the voice inside our head, as we think of it in contemporary times, then everyone would be a sage, because the voice inside your head is easy to hear. But the thing Marcus wants us to listen to isn't that voice, it's the daemon. And we can only listen to it by being logical, reasonable, and rational in our introspection. So it's less like listening to, and it's more like listening for. When we listen to something, we just hear it for what it is. But when we listen for something, we're adjusting, if you will, our internal knobs and dials. And we're trying to discern a specific signal within a broader range of signals, a single frequency instead of the entire spectrum of frequencies? And what of the be happy with your lot bit that you might get on a second pass? Well, kind of, yes, but not apathetically so. If we're to be happy with what God has given us in the Stoic sense, remember that to the Stoics, that's not our wealth, or our family, or our house, or our job. That's specifically what the Stoic God gave us, which is a spark of itself, the spark of the divine, our inner daemon. We're supposed to be happy with what this thing drives us towards. And I promise you that it's not driving us towards just being happy with whatever happens in the world. We're not supposed to be happy when our dog dies. We're not supposed to just suck it up and smile when we lose our job. This is not what Marcus, or Stoicism for that matter, is suggesting. He's suggesting something more like we don't fight our internal drive when we've determined that our internal drive, the daemon, is leading us somewhere specific. And because I host this podcast and I want to use myself as an example, we can take me and this podcast as a for instance. I feel an internal drive to do this work that I do in a full-time capacity. And that requires making money, of course, as any full-time job does. Now there are tons of voices in my head, just being transparent with you, telling me that that's not possible. And some of those voices are external as well, that you shouldn't mix philosophy and money, that you can't make money from teaching, that's bad. But when I listen for what my daemon is saying, I hear, this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what you have to do. This is what I'm pushing you towards. Don't turn away from it, you idiot. Do you think I want you to be a fireman instead? Listen carefully. Am I suggesting that? Think. Listen. What do I want from you? This thing that you're doing. So stop listening to the noise and start listening to me. And for others, and even myself, it can be myriad things that this daemon, this voice, is pushing us towards. My daemon is telling me it's time to be a father, as another example. I have other voices that are saying that that's scary, that maybe it's not the right time, that maybe I'm not ready. But what would be more living in accordance to what God gave you? To quote Marcus, to withdraw from what the daemon is telling us to do, to back away from it, to fear it, or to embrace it and go after it in spite of our other emotions. Clearly, I hope, you know that it is to listen to our daemon and do the hard things. And this is what Marcus is saying. He does live with the gods who constantly shows to them his own soul is satisfied with that which is assigned to him, and that it does all that the daemon wishes, which Zeus hath given to every man for his guardian and guide a portion of himself. The thing that is assigned to us is the daemon, and we must be happy with what it wishes us to do. That is how we show God The Stoic god, nature, that we are satisfied with our own nature, not by sitting back and doing what society tells us, or what critics tell us, or what our fears tell us, or even sitting back and doing nothing at all. That's nihilism, not Stoicism. We show that we are happy with our lot when we listen to the lot nature gave us, a daemon with drive and a mission. When we ignore it, it atrophies and we become empty lost, undriven, non-contributing madmen. So we must then, in order to live excellently as individuals and unique human beings, listen to our daemon. Be happy with what it urges us to do and effort to do it, no matter what discomfort may be involved in doing so. That's what I think, anyway. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. This week, I'll be hosting a round table with patrons to plan the content of quarter one of 2024. If you're a patron, I hope you'll be there. Watch for the announcement on Patreon. If you're not, you can learn more about becoming a patron at stoicismpod.com forward slash members. Thanks again for listening and until next time, take care.